Welcome to the Souls and Stardust podcast. I'm Mio. And I'm Shannon. We're two soul sisters navigating through our human experience on a journey towards healing. Join us for a candid and fun discussion on all things spiritual, soulful, intuitive, and magical. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Today, we wanted to talk about this idea of surrender and what you would do, what to do when you don't know what to do. I know it's funny, but that's the best way I can describe it. Um, when you are feeling really lost or stuck in life and you just, you feel uncomfortable, you know, something's like brewing under the surface, but you don't know what it is. You can't put it into words. You just know there's something about ready to shift. And this happens a lot with people in their spiritual awakening. Like they feel that discomfort. They know there's something more, something's about ready to unfold. And it can feel very scary. It can feel uncomfortable. It can make you feel unhappy. Um, and a lot of people come to me for Reiki for their energy rebalancing. Um, but they also come for clarity. I see people for physical ailments, but I also see them for emotional healing and release, mental healing and release, and also spiritual guidance. Um, and those people that are coming, they're looking for a way to feel unstuck and to have a little bit of clarity on their direction to go because they just don't understand what's happening for them or what's next, or they know they're meant for something new or something different, but they just don't understand what that is. But you so, can feel it. Yeah. It's like you can feel it on the precipice of like you're, it's there. It's like, yes. And it's really uncomfortable. And I can talk about my personal experience um, once we get into this idea more, but it's, it can be very unsettling. It can cause you to feel like you're going crazy, right? This whole idea of spiritual awakening, like why, why am I not happy with my job? Why am not, I not happy in my family situation? I have wonderful friends. What's going on? Why do I feel such discomfort? And typically it's because you're getting ready to level up or you're getting ready to step into this next phase of your life, your, what you came here to do. So we all have this blueprint of what we designed before we enter into our body. We, we go through this design process with our council, and then we have all these different things that we wanna tackle and all the different ways or possibilities that that can happen. And so then we come into our bodies, we forget all of that because that's yeah. part of that's part of the they game here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we wouldn't learn anything if we knew what we came here to do. So part of the game is to rediscover yourself as a soul and and that feeling or that being led to your life's purpose, which we can have lots of different things that we do in our life that all work together for our life's purpose. And it's about lessons too. So we don't remember what it is we came here to do. And you get to this point where you're like, you're moving through life and you just feel unfulfilled. Even though all of these things are amazing for you, you're married or you have a great relationship or a great job, you have a family, you, you have loving friends. It's, you just feel that there's something else or something missing. So I mm -hmm. see quite a number of people in my practice who are looking for that kind of clarity 
um, looking to get unstuck or looking to feel less lost or have more direction. Find their purpose or find the thing or find, figure out what it is that is that hole in their heart or yeah, whatever. Yep. Even the next, just even if it's the next steps, right. That help to give you that sense of direction so you can feel a little more peace and excitement about where you're going as opposed to like trepidation or stress or fear of a lot of people who express being very afraid of the unknown because yeah. what if it doesn't work? What if I fuck it up? What if I'm even more unhappy? Well, what if those are all you possibilities. You can fuck it up by not making any action. <laughs> exactly. Like, right. To me, that's the bigger fuck up is like not doing anything. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people are Yeah. A lot of people are paralyzed by that uncertainty. And I like, for one, I can attest to that. Um, and I will, you know, talk about that when I talk about personal example of this whole process of surrender. Um, so what I tell people when they come to me with this kind of situation where I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel really stuck. Can you just give me some guidance? First, I tell them, well, there are infinite possibilities for how you step through this and into the next phase. And it's not me who gets to tell you that, right? So like a lot of times people will come expecting me or any other psychic or any other healer to have the specific answer. So you don't get to take the easy way out and just ask somebody, what am I supposed to be doing? And then they give you an answer. Because, and that's a topic for a whole nother day of like giving your power away, right? Mm -hmm. You create, you create your own destiny. You came here to live your life. You design purpose for yourself before coming. So you get to figure that out. We can have people who help us along the way. And trust me, I tap into a lot of different folks just for little pieces of the puzzle, but I trust myself now to do the heavy lifting on that. And my connection with spirit in the universe to guide me through that process. So the first thing I tell them is, okay, I'm going to help you, but I'm not going to give you the answers because it's not for me to do that. Like you get to discover those answers. And then I tell them too, you have to be prepared to really give up control and to surrender this process to God, the universe, source, the divine beloved, whatever you want to call it, right? It's that guiding source energy that we're all connected to that is providing the platform for us to learn our lessons and grow as souls. So you have to be prepared to relinquish control, resistance, surrender to the path unfolding. So there you go. And usually when I say that, people, their eyes get all big, like, I don't what? know if I can do that. This is very scary. And what if, what if, what if? And I'm like, okay, this, that's where you have to stop. Yeah. For right now. It, it's like that visual of like, but I, I'm holding, I'm holding everything so tightly and so together that if mm -hmm. I let any slack, if there's any room for anything, I feel like it's all going to crumble and fall apart or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're like, okay, there needs to be, there needs to be that catalyst for change. Sometimes you can't steamroll through it, right? So what we talked about, you can't always, that's forcing and not yeah. aligning. 
square you, peg round hole when you're like but it'll fit yeah when you <laughs> pound it in there um <laughs> so yep. it's like versus letting it be led to the proper alignment surrendering the control going i don't i don't have all the answers i don't know what to do but mm -hmm. i am fully trusting in you process, the source, the energy, the momentum mm -hmm. of where this is going, um, just to let it naturally, things to naturally develop and see what unfolds, see like the opportunities that come, the, yeah. the people that, that come your way. It's just, it's yep. so much easier when you're not fighting it. Yes. So the whole analogy of like stepping into the river and I was seeing there. a river in my head. Oh, that's funny. I <laughs> yeah. should have said that. I should have said it. Yeah, out. we're super connected. So that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. It's the analogy of standing in the river and trying to stay upright, fighting the current, as opposed to laying back and floating and, just, and letting the current take you. And you get to look up at the sky while you're doing it and admire it as if it's all magic, right? So the third thing I tell people after they say, you know, you've got to surrender and, um, are you ready to do this kind of thing? Um, I say, you have to believe in magic because I promise mm. you, if you do this, it will happen as if it's by magic. So of course they don't believe me, right? I mean, I think some people do, but um, I didn't believe it until I took it seriously and did it. And then it all unfolded very magically, very quickly. So now I'm a firm believer and I use it as a tool for my clients to use. And so what I do is I tell them, you got to write a letter to the universe. And some people think it's about manifesting. Oh, I'm going to manifest my future. And, and it is kind of, but it's not. This is more about like, surrendering. Yeah, I, I feel like so, you know, when you do yoga, I feel like manifesting is more on that flow yoga where it's, it's energy and it's active and you're engaging things because mm -hmm. you're setting intentions and you're like, mm -hmm. right. Versus the surrender is when you're three to five minutes, each pose, you're letting the energy roll through you. You're releasing, you're finally relaxing. You're, yes. you're getting all of the pieces to move more freely the pieces, mm -hmm. the body parts, whatever. <laughs> yep. I do. I think that's a great analogy. And I think of manifesting as I've got my eye on something in particular, and I know how that will feel. And I'm going to focus on that particular thing in that particular feeling, because I want to magnetize that to me, this whole letter to the universe. When you're in a place of feeling stuck or lost, you don't know what the fuck you want, right? You don't know what's coming. You just feel shift happening and it's scary. So you don't even know what to focus your energy on to manifest because you don't know what's going to make you happy. So I see this process of writing a letter to the universe different than manifesting because you don't really necessarily know what it is you're asking for or what would make you happy. So I try to like, I try to explain that to clients. Like this is really about, I mean, this is really, really about laying yourself bare to a higher power and saying, please show me the way mm -hmm. I am ready. I'm ready for the next steps. Show me the way. So this is how I, this is the elements of a dear universe letter. And that's how I title it specifically. It's dear universe. And then I sign it sincerely, Shannon Amberg. I look forward to how the magic unfolds. So it's a very formal process for me. 
Okay. And what I tell people is you want a quiet space to do this and you want a pad of paper because you don't know how many pages you're going to need. Pages, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the last letter to the universe I wrote, I, I took four pages to write out what I was feeling and what I was hoping for, how I, you know, what I was l- looking forward to stepping okay. into. So dear universe or source or God or whomever, what you want to do is you want to lay out what's going on for you right now. And of course, the universe knows this already, but what's really important is for you to acknowledge on pen and paper or with a pen on paper that you're feeling this way because okay. it's no longer a feeling or a thought floating in your energy field. It's something real that you're writing on okay. paper. You're, it's called light grounding it, right? So you make it real, tangible. Someone can pick that paper up and read it. So that's, it's real, bringing it into the third dimension. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so dang. This is, okay. Yep, it's really right. important. Anytime you're doing any kind of intention work or writing like this, even manifesting, you want to write that shit out and you want to speak it because your voice, you're the only one in the entire universe with your vocal cords in your soul essence. You are Ooh, one. Yes. You, you are one unique person. And when you speak that, that is the most powerful thing you can do as an energy body, right? Like when you're speaking your intentions, you're commanding your energy, you're the only one with that light signature and source is going to listen to that. I know it's super powerful. So you write your stuff down and you speak it. So with pen and paper, you lay out what's going on for you. Dear universe, I feel really lost. I feel really stuck. I feel really confused. And quite honestly, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I need to be doing something different, but I have no idea what that is. I'm unfulfilled in my work. I'm unfulfilled in my relationship. Like you can use this for all aspects of your life. So you just, you just, you're making your, not that you have to make a case, but you're just explaining to the universe, here's where I am feeling. This is what I'm feeling. You bear your soul to the universe. So once you're done laying that out and you say, I'm ready for something new, I'm ready to step into the next phase of my journey. And so when you say it that way, when you write it that way, that's a really strong intention. I am any kind of statement like that I am is saying I am in my physical body, my energy body, my emotional body, my spirit body. I am ready. You're telling the universe, I'm ready to move. If you showed me the way. So the next part that you say in your letter is you want to tell the universe, I'm ready to bring in these types of experiences in, into my life. So focus on how you want your life to feel. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel happy. I want to feel like I'm surrounded by supportive friends and family. I want to do work where I'm in service and help people. I want to create things. I want um, uh, a life where I am able to balance fulfilling work with um, spiritual growth. You know, you, you say, okay, those were wants. They're not necessarily feelings, but, um, you want to focus on what you want to feel. I want to feel calm. I want, I want to feel grounded. I want to feel stable. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to feel consistent. I want to feel, I want to feel sufficient, whatever. 
appreciate yep. confidence. Appreciate I, confident yep. yoga. I want to feel love. I want to feel embraced. I want to feel, I want all of these things that you would imagine I being ideal for you and notice it's not particular things that I'm saying, right? I, right. It's not, I want a Mercedes, you know, it's not, I want a job making $108,000 a year. Right. So, um, and we'll talk about why we don't make statements like that too. So you focus on what you want to feel like, not what you think it should look like because the universe is going to do that work for you. The next thing you would do is you would include items that you feel like need to be in place for you to feel comfortable. And, and you do this without so much specificity. So for example, you would say like, if you're not happy in your work and you're, you're saying to the universe, I'm ready for a shift. I don't know what that will be moving into, but I know that I need to make an income that supports my family in a comfortable way. Right. And that's a very different statement than saying, I absolutely need to have $200,000 a year. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know how this is going to play out. You may end up moving to a different location where it's a lot cheaper to live and you can live on half of the income that you think you need. Right. So you want to focus on statements like I need an income that supports my family in a comfortable way. I need to have a work-life balance that allows me to feel peaceful and calm. I need a mate that is emotionally available and present to my needs. Um, So you think about the things that you want to have. So rather than specific parameters, right? So I need to have, like, I didn't say I need to have a man that's six foot four and dark hair. Although, right. you know, that might be nice, right, to, to have that. Someone, yeah. <laughs> but really, does it matter what he looks like if he is going to be um, emotionally yeah. available, sensitive to your needs, able to listen and hold you in, in a space where um, you can be open and authentic, right? Like, does it matter what he looks like? Well, you know, it yeah, might. I mean... It helps, but the other, like, vibing with your soul and who you are and speaking your language. Yep. And in actuality, right, like, you could be attracted to a lot of different types of people if those core things are in place. So you would focus on those things that you really feel like you need to have in place to feel safe to take the steps that you would need to take. So you're, you're laying out, this is how I feel, I'm unhappy, unfulfilled, and then you say, this is how I want to feel, and I'm ready to step into that. So you're basically making a deal with the universe, I am ready, show me the way. And then you say, by the way, here's a few things that will make it easier for me to transition in this scary space. So if you can make sure that I am supported in all the ways that makes sense and would help me to feel secure. Okay. I am, I am game for doing this. 
Okay. So you can start to see how this letter to the universe might be a few pages long as you're like laying out how you feel, what you want to bring in. The key though is focusing on what you feel and what you want to feel and then not getting too specific. And here's why. Like you don't want to say I need X amount of dollars every year because then that limits you. What if an opportunity comes that makes that's would be meaning you make quadruple that, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like when you say, I, I want this amount of money for a, a new job, then the universe says, ah, oh, fuck. So we had all these possibilities, but she's saying here that she only wants this. So it narrows the possibilities if you can understand that. So what you totally, want to, what you're, we are totally limiting yourself. Yeah. And that's a very rudimentary example of how you can be limiting yourself. But like the same could be said for potential mates, like he's got to be so tall or have dark hair or has to be rich or whatever. Like all of these things that are pretty, you know, when you think about it, they're kind of superficial, right? When you want to like think about how you want to embody yourself in a relationship with someone, you, there's a, there's things that are more important than uh, money and looks for most people. So you want to keep you you want to make sure that your options are open so you don't include a lot of specifics instead you focus on what it would feel like to have that person like what do it feel like you value what do you value um you want to focus on those things and that's because um our human brain you know bless us all right but our human brain is very limited in what we conceive of in terms of possibilities. Whereas visualization and yeah, it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what the universe knows is. Yeah. We're usually painting it black or white, good or bad, Mm -hmm. something contrasting Mm -hmm. um, instead of we paint it with the lens that we see through. Definitely. Yeah. And you can also use the example of the light spectrum, right? So the light spectrum, we can only see a small part of the light spectrum as humans. Animals see a whole other part of the light spectrum. And then we know scientifically that it's really wide what exists yeah, there's, on the light there's, spectrum. Yeah. So many different layers and levels of shit that we can't see with the naked eye. Like, yeah, but that certain cameras, certain filters, certain mm-hmm. technology yep. can pick up on. So just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real or possible. And that's how the universe works. Like you have to, this is where the surrender comes in. You have to be willing to say, I'm not in control of this. I can tell you what my order is. And like you're putting in an order for food or whatever. I can tell you what I hope for and what I want and what's going to feel good to me. But you get to surprise me with how that's going to look because there are infinite number of possibilities of how that can be delivered to you. Like while you're saying that, what I see in my head is when you go to a a restaurant and if you go with the open mind of like, I'm in the mood for Thai, but it's just like, I don't care. Like I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hungry and I'm I'm agreeing to go here and I'm looking forward to it versus when you go in and you're looking for a specific dish that mm-hmm. is so specific, but then in the back of your head, you're still comparing it to the best one you've ever had or your idea of what you should be experiencing. And then you get it and you're disappointed or expectations met or whatever, but it's like a totally different mindset 
versus like, dude, I'm just hungry. I just want to go like wherever. Right. Like, I'm, what's as long as I get fed. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. possible to, to experience. And that's, that's, you know, the essence of why you would do this is like, you're, I'm stuck. I don't have the answers. And why would we, right? Like yeah. we're, we're meant to discover why are how we to expected to have the answers and to know right. all this and to know what to right. do. Like there's no fucking manual for this shit. Like, no, there really isn't. And what, like part of what we come here to learn is how to discover that within ourselves, that we, we can be led through this. It's about, um, rejoining or remembering our partnership with the divine intelligence that has helped us figure out what we want to learn each time we come mm -hmm. around. So writing a letter like this, it's, you can see how it's the ultimate act of surrender where you're yeah. just like, I, I know that you're going to help me. And it's, it's like a plea, but it's not, it's basically saying, okay, I'm ready to not be so arrogant about how to direct my own life. I'm ready for the magic. I'm ready to engage with how this can be very synchronistic and how, how things can show up to guide me through this. Yeah. And I see it like, like, so back in the church too, it's almost like the act of how people would give their life to Christ. And it's like, I, that's the same, that's the same mentality because that's the same act of faith. It's the same surrender of like, okay, God, whatever you have intended for my life or mm -hmm. in this situation, however you're going to get me out of it or however I need to be guided through this storm or through this or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's similar. And that's why I always say like, it's not, it's not um, a religious thing. It's a spirit thing because it's the act of faith. It's the act of exactly. letting go. It's the act of thinking you have it all figured out and going, okay, I really don't. And I'm open and I've set the intention to open myself up to say, okay, let's get in the car and drive. Let's see yep. where this goes. Yeah. Let's just, our goal is to have a memorable road trip and fun times. Like, let's just get mm -hmm. in the car and go and see where it takes us or whatever. And, and I think that it's perfect that you say, let's just see what happens. Let's have fun. Right. Because mm -hmm. once you do this, once you take this step, it's like you get to surrender your fear and anxiety about it too. And you start to embrace this idea of like, you know what? I'm going to be supported. Whatever comes up, I always have a choice. And let me also always. tell you like some, so when you write a letter to the universe, things will happen quickly because you're basically saying, I'm ready for this. Please help me or come on divine entourage. It's time. Like I'm listening now. Right. I know I love that term too, but I will tell you things will start to happen and you have to be prepared to take the steps, right? So you can't just put in your order and then be like, oh, but I'm not going to do the work, right? Like, because right. when things start to happen, it will only happen a couple steps at a time and you won't be able to see where it's headed until you actually start moving in that direction. Yeah. I see like, so in my head, when you, when you speak, I get visual images of stuff and I totally see like, when I'm driving through the hills, you know, and, and you're around the curve and you're like, yep. you know, the direction that you're going, you know, there could be cars coming up, you know, whatever, but you're just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to hug the curve and keep pushing forward. Cause I know I'm going to be able to see the next step ahead of me. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And so a really easy example of this is like, let's say you write a letter to the universe, you know, trying to let the universe know you're ready for um, a very intentional, committed relationship, right? Something that feels very fulfilling. And so you write your letter and then all of a sudden you start getting these invites from your friends to go to different places and do things that you like are kind of outside your comfort zone, right? And your first instinct is to say, no, I'm, I'm not interested, but you just wrote that letter to the universe and you know that the universe works magically. What if you going to whatever with your friends allows you to meet somebody who then allows you to connect with another person that's your yep. freaking soulmate twin flame, right? Like right. who knows? <laughs> another topic for another episode, right? But so like you have to be willing, again, that's a very simple example. You have to be willing once you make this, this um you know, write this letter to the universe, you have to be willing to take the steps as they present. And then I also will say like, because people will be like, well, I'm, I'm afraid. How do you like, how do you have the courage to do that? That's a big deal. And you know, the universe is never going to give you more than what you can handle. And you always have a choice, right? Just because you decide not to move right away toward, you know, whatever comes your way, another opportunity will come by, right? You're like, what is for mm-hmm. you won't go by you. Yeah. It just means that like, if you're not ready, when you say you're ready and then you like kind of back off again, you know, everybody's got that fear. It just means that the universe has to like reorchestrate and recalibrate. And then, you know, the next opportunity comes along. But when you get to that point of like, I need your help, show me the way, there's a certain amount of faith that you have to have in the universe. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to take these steps, but you have to make sure that I am supported. Oh, in you this. have to, yeah. <laughs> faith in action too. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And I will tell you each time that I've done this, I have never been let down by the universe. Like I think back and still in like magic and wonder, like I've never been let down. you <laughs> <laughs> <Mio> sneezing. See, <laughs> So those are the basic elements of writing a letter to the universe. And what I do is um, I actually make a promise. I promise if you show me the way, I promise I will move. I will take the steps. I will do what is asked of me because I know it will be worth it. And then I write, you know, I end it by saying, I, I appreciate you. I love you. My heart is open to the magic. I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. And I say thank you in advance, right? Like it's all about gratitude. And then I actually like fold the letter up and I put it in an envelope and I just tuck it away like in a closet for safekeeping. Like I have all my letters that I've written to the universe over the last four or five years. I know. So that's the basic structure of writing a letter to the universe. And um, do you want to hear my like my experience with it? Like Absolutely. My experience? Yeah. Cause, okay. cause I'm going to write one, uh, probably this weekend I'll write one and then tuck mine away and then we can follow up on how many things have come into alignment as a result of that. And then yeah, any, I feel like anybody else that wants to join me too. Can yeah. Totally, I like, mean, it's totally our shit together. Yep. It could be uh, like a challenge that you, that we do and then people can check in to you know, let us know how it all worked out. Um, yeah, and this I, is, hear, I love hearing this stuff. So. I know the feedback is, it's been so interesting, 
um, and fun to see how people are actually taking in this information and then applying it to their own lives. But and I think I've told a little bit of this story in a past episode, but I, many of you know, I used to be a college professor and I've spent a long time in school, have a doctorate. And, you know, when you get your doctorate, there's, there's like a couple of main jobs that everybody expects you to have. You're either going to go into research or you're going to go into academia. And, you know, I just kind of like was going along that vein, right? I didn't really know what I was going to do with my doctorate. I didn't really actually plan on getting one, but like, I didn't have anything better to do quite honestly when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when we were where we were, my husband was getting his and I had the opportunity. So I figured I better take it. So I finished before him, which is ironic as well. And then I got a job at, um, a big 10 tier one research institute in, um, in Indiana. Some of you may already know just by that description and everybody's dream job, right? I mean, like to get that kind of a job fresh out of grad school, like I, I hadn't even graduated yet. And I got that job before I had been given my degree. Um, so that was just astounding. Well, I got there and I realized quickly, like it's a very stressful situation um, it requires a certain type of person and me being empathic was very, very hard for me to be in, in an institution like that. Um, and then I ended up transitioning out of that job into something different, but still research related. And so I did that a couple of times and I ended up as a teacher in Wisconsin and I love teaching, but for like, and what during all teach? of this. Um, my degree is in natural resources, but I, um, so I, I taught environmental studies, like all kinds Got of it. topics in environmental studies. But so like all through this time, like over the last 15 years, I've been going through my own like spiritual reawakening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, it's really starting to brew within me, this need to do something like I need to be doing something different, but I don't know what that is. And so for me, I just moved to different positions thinking that that would help it. Right. Okay. So I was, my most recent job in academia was at a, a teaching intensive institution and I love teaching. Um, but for like the, the three years that I was there, I was just consistently exhausted and I knew that there was something more that I was supposed to be doing. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I felt really down a lot. And finally my husband's like, are you even happy doing this? And I'm like, well, I think I'm supposed to be happy because oh, it's God. a good job. And you know, like all those On expectations paper, that are other people mm -hmm. are dying for this position and exactly would and so, love to be doing this. And I actually waste a, the opportunity and whatever are exactly. we rationalize bullshit for staying too long after things. Have, <laughs> I know. Well, so there's all that guilt there, right? Of like, you know, the guilt of not meeting expectations or like, why can't I be happy? What's wrong with me? And what I realized was I was denying my calling because I was okay. doing psychic readings under, you know, on the side, oh, on the down low. <laughs> my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> down and so <laughs> I, and I had been told by several people, like you are meant to be doing such and such work. Like you're, you are meant, yeah. you're going to be a very successful healer. You're going to be doing this and this and this. And I'm like, I want to believe you, but that is a far stretch from where I am right now. So I had a, a lot of B. fear. Yeah. 
I had a ton of fear about making that transition. And of course, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy, right? So because you're like, how the, what do you like, how do I even go from switching up the menu like that? Like, <laughs> I mean, just it's scrapping like everything. <laughs> yeah, it's you're like, scrapping like everything the, and like starting over. And it's like opposite ends of the spectrum, really. Yeah. Um, so I spent about two years feeling really awful. Like I started to get very sick and I, and it's okay. Cause my body was telling me what, why are you denying what your spirit is telling you? And I understand that 100% fully now. And, um, I ended up taking a year to go to a 50% reduction in my position to try to get my health back on track. Okay. I mean, I had adrenal fatigue. I had thyroid issues. Wow. My hormones were all fucked up because I was stressed. Um, and so when it came time and all during that time, I kept thinking like, I can do this. If I could stay at 50%, I can manage this and then do the other things that really make me happy. Like I was totally rationalizing it. And, um, and it came time for me to ask my boss and the Dean for, um, an extension or like a permanent amendment to make my position 50% permanently or, or to like, what, you know, what was I going to do? And so I asked my boss if she could advocate for me to recreate my position as just half time. And she said, okay, I'll do that. I'll go ask the Dean. And then in that time I wrote a letter to the universe and I basically said, this is where I'm at. I'm unhappy. I'm sick. This isn't good. I need better balance. And I, I don't feel very fulfilled in what I'm doing. Uh, so I listed out all these things that I was feeling and that I just really, at this point, I don't know what to do. And I really, really need help figuring that out. And so then I went through the letter and I said, I need to, like, if I'm going to make a big jump, I need to make sure my family is supported with an income that helps us stay comfortable. Like we don't want to get into another situation that's going to cause stress. Um, I need to make sure I'm helping people. I want to feel fulfilled yeah. in the work that I do. I want to be um, surrounded by people, whether they're colleagues or friends or other people that I collaborate with that are like-minded and full of love and we collaborate easily. And so I had all these parameters um, I want to be happy. I want to feel like I'm in service. Yeah. I want to, I want to not be impatient with my children. Right. And so I listed all that stuff out and I didn't have anything really specific other than just, please, please support me. Like, please hold me, show me the way and hold me while I take these steps. I wrote that letter within a week. My boss came back to me and said, I talked to the Dean she said, you either come back full time or you don't come back at all. And I was like, wow, that was fast. I got an answer <laughs> really fast. And then I realized, oh, I'm totally replaceable here. Like yeah. I'm replaceable. And it wasn't a big deal to them. And um, so I sat with it for, for a few days and I realized and I actually did some visualization, like spirit, show me what will happen if I, if I stay for another couple of years at full time. And I was shown all these images of me like withering and dying. Like I was a, a vine with a bunch of flowers and flourishing. And then I just saw the flowers wilting and the leaves dying and crumbling. And, yep. And so I knew, and I told my husband and he's just like, 
you're going to what? You're going to, you're going to quit your job. What? <laughs> and I explained it to him and he knew like, he knew I wasn't terribly happy. And actually he's, he said I was downright miserable and it was hard to be around me. So wow. um, something had, yeah, something had to change. I was not happy. I was really burdened by this. And, um, it's, it's, it weighs on you when that's something that's constantly in your thought process every single day and you're fixated on going around in circles you yep. know, that's, you're not, yeah, you're not pleasant because you're not present. <laughs> nope. And, and you want to talk about feeling stuck and lost. I was there. And I mean, it was like, I was at the point of such surrender to this because I didn't know what the fuck to do. And, and I was too, I felt like I was too young to be burdened this way. Like I needed to be using whatever my gifts were to help people. And so that's what I said, universe, like, I know we can make this happen, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. You have to lead the way. Yeah. And so I wrote my resignation letter. <laughs> and then the next day I got an offer to learn energy healing, which I had been trying to find a teacher for the past six years and no one would teach me. So that was amazing. Yeah. And then beyond that, I met somebody who did a reading for me and immediately she asked me what I did as a healer. And I said, nothing, I don't do anything as a healer. And she said, no, no, you do this. Like you, you have this gift of blue flame in your hands. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go through Reiki training. And she's like, that's just the beginning. And then she explained, she explained to me all these things that were going to happen if I followed that path. And she was fucking right. Like everything I she said, love it. Yes. And we never, and I will tell you this, I went through Reiki training the day after I stopped teaching. Oh, and my son, my older son, who's super psychic anyway, he said to me, mom, do you remember when you lost your voice? I mean, he was like singing a star Wars song. Right. And like, all of a sudden he stopped. That's and he so funny. I've been having so many signs for star Wars this week too. Oh, it's, cosmic right and he like out of the blue he said mom do you remember when you lost your voice and I would lose my voice for weeks at a time because in that job I could not actually be my authentic self I could not speak wow yeah and and I said yeah buddy I do remember when I lost my voice and he's like you have your voice back now you, you have your voice <laughs> again I know. And that was just like, and then he went back to singing this song again. And I was like, holy shit. Yep, that was I a got, total. Mama has her voice back. And that's what the universe does, right? Like you get messages through random people. You have synchronicities show up when you ask to be shown the way yeah. the universe will align to help you find your path through this, but you have to trust. And, totally. you know, moving into this healing work, we never once. We never once had a month where, where we were suffering, right? Like all the bills were always met. You know, there were a couple of months that were tight when I first started, but it was like you, the universe provided every single, every yeah. single thing that I needed, everything that was in that letter. I like, I have it now. And it's like, I have such gratitude for that process. So that's magical Amazing. as fuck. So yeah, I, that's why I tell people like, yeah. Do, do this, but it's trust like, me. it is just trust. Yes. Me. <laughs> it's an active surrender though. It's, it's not trust me. It's trust the universe. Like you yes. do this, you put this on paper, you speak it as your truth. It's going to come to you. Like the universe will do whatever it needs to, to orchestrate how it needs to, to get you 
to take those steps, but you have to be willing to take the steps. So that's my story about writing a letter to the universe. <laughs> I cannot wait to write my letter. Like, I mean, I used to journal every day. And so I feel like that was kind of part, like part of like what I would do. Mm -hmm. Part of that process, but it's been a long time. Like I stopped journaling, you know, just, just even just the last like decade, it's not anything like it used to be before where I would journal one, two, three times a day and just constantly yeah. pour out my thoughts. And it was a really magical time in my life at that point. And then mm -hmm. I tucked it all away. I lost my voice. So I'm excited to do this and to write it because I, there's like, I'm a, I'm a list maker. And so mm -hmm. this will be good for me to finally get the things that are, you know, mm -hmm. under the surface and just kind of put them out there and admit to mm -hmm. myself and admit out loud, like where it is that I am stuck. Mm -hmm. um, and then like, I want to see how it's all, cause I want to see how it's all going to come together because I know yeah. my life is magical as fucking like, there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens to me <laughs> on a daily basis. Yes, um, it is. Yes, so it is. I know my life is just a living testimony to how magical things can be. Mm -hmm. when you are open, willing, and you have to ask and you have to receive it. So yeah. And yes, yeah, so you have to be open to receiving and you have to be aware, like you have to start paying attention to the world around you. And, and what I love about this process is it's so deliberate. It forces you to stop and be in a space where you think about what's going on for you. You, you sit in your feelings about where you are in life and you really just try to sort through it, not to understand it, but just to say, this is where I'm at. And you're being very, and, yeah, and, you're, and tracking. I mean, even when you have progress mm -hmm. on anything, you're, you have to start somewhere and by tracking mm -hmm. where you're at, because mm -hmm. I mean, what good is a map? If you don't even know where the, you are here is, how do you know? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Yep. And, and so what this does for you is it creates a very authentic space for you to be honest about where you are and, and what you want to bring into your life. And we're so distracted in our lives that we hardly, we feel like we hardly have time to be in yeah. our skin and be with our thoughts and be like, have our own awareness about, you know, what's going on for us. So to, to actually sit down and and write out, this is where I'm at. And it doesn't feel awesome. And I need your help. And in fact, I'm expecting your help. Like yeah. there's another misconception is that like God, the universe, the angelics, you know, our guides, whatever entities we're connecting with, like there's this misconception that we need to revere them and beg or plea for like our good fortune. When in actuality, all of those all of those divine helpers, they're waiting for us to yeah. say we're ready. Like they're waiting to serve. They're there in service to us. Our guides are there to be in service to us. They don't want to be worshipped. You know, they, they want to be seen as a tool, as a resource to help us along our spiritual path. And they just are on the other side, like our cheering squad, right? But they're also there for like the pep talk and they're also there for like the plays, you know, yeah. like, okay, what play am I using now? And you check yeah. in with your squad, right? And then, you know, we move further on in life. So 
you don't like, this isn't begging the universe for something to change because begging is also coming from a place of fear and lack and desperation. This is you saying, okay, I've done this part. It doesn't feel right. Now I need a little bit of help wayfinding. So could you like, could we talk about this? Could you show me the way? Could you give me some nuggets? And I promise you, I will do the heavy lifting here. Just show me the direction. So it's not the universe doing the work for you necessarily. It's you saying, I'm ready. The universe says, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. (laughs) It's game time. And then you get shown all these steps that you can take, but you're only shown like two or three or four at a time. And then the universe is like, okay, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? Oh my God, she's taking, oh my God, she's doing it. She's taking the steps. And then four more steps, you know, show up. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. As long as you're ready to commit to that direction, whatever, and you follow your heart through the process, right? Like, cause some things are going to feel better than others and you may have multiple opportunities coming up, but yeah. Right. So it's about like, it's about like you saying, I'm ready to be led. Let's do this as a team. And that's what it's about. It's not about like, I'm on this predestined path. Yeah. And I don't have any control. We have control over how we want to feel in this process. And if we want to go kicking and screaming and being dragged, or if we want to do this with a heart wide open, this letter to the universe is you cracking your heart wide open and saying, I am ready. Show me the magic. And that's yeah. what those like Pam Grout books are, are about, like the E squared and E cubed. She's uh-huh. not saying it in terms of like the universe. She's basically saying, okay, let's, let's play with this, this field of potentiality is what I think she calls it, the FP. And she's basically field talking about the universe, right? Like she's just dope. doing it in like more yeah. PC terms, right? Um, so it's about experimenting with your energy and remembering that you're a divine being that just happens to be squished down into this human dense form, trying to remember how to be an alchemist. This dense ass world we live in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my oh, yeah, remembering, like, remembering how to manifest, manifest our, or manipulate our energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can go into more depth about manifesting in another episode and also intention setting, because there are some parameters that, um, around intention setting that really make them a lot more powerful if you invoke those. Um, and if you're like, if you're coming at those intentions from your, from your logical mind versus your heart, and it makes a huge difference when you're coming from the heart space, but so yeah, that's how you write a letter to the universe. And I would be so curious, like if people decide that they want to do this and then they, yeah. can share their, they can share their stories, like where they're at, they can share their story where they're at. And then they, you know, what happens after they write their letter of the, to the universe. Yeah, Maybe I would definitely, I was thinking, so the, wherever their level of comfort is. So if they are on the Anchor app, there's way, a way where they can record a voice message and send it to us if they wanted oh, cool. to have us include it into the episode where, you know, if you keep it vague, you don't have to drop all your personal info. But if you want to tell your story of what you wrote and how things are happening or, or mm-hmm. changing quickly, you could do it through the Anchor app. Um, you know, screenshots or picture, if you, whatever you want to share, if you want to share a piece of what you talked about in your letter and then how immediately how it affected you, whatever. If you want to dump it in the group, if you want to DM, email, I I just, I'm so curious to hear what happens when a group of souls focus on 
similar things or energy and like what ah. can happen all at once if we all set our our hearts to surrendering and like okay we're here because I know even like in the process of becoming a medium or remembering that I'm a medium <laughs> it was like okay like that was the exact I don't know what I'm doing or how do I even do it but I know that I'm I'm here to help people mm-hmm. and yeah. let's roll with it whoever you bring into my life exactly so with this I have I already have some specific things that I want to aim mm-hmm. for that I need to to discuss at length <laughs> with parts of, yeah in your yeah. letter yeah, yeah, totally. So I just, will for sure follow up next week and let you know how it goes. Oh, that's um, awesome. So just remember, like yeah, and just remembering too those basic elements, right? Like focus on how you're feeling now and why, you know, why it doesn't feel good. Focus on then like um, the way you do want to feel, what you want to bring in. Um, so rather than specific items or things or um, situations, you just, you focus on what you want to bring in, in terms of feeling. I want to feel good. I want to feel happy. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to have relationships with like-minded people, right? That's not very specific, but it's still telling the universe what you're like, what you're hoping for. And then um, really also including what it is that you need in order to feel supported. So you, you can say those things. Just don't say it with so much specificity that it eliminates a lot of options for you. So I yeah, you don't want to set your filter so, yeah. you know, you don't want to set your filter so high that it's like no matches found. <laughs> yes. You have one possibility out of 5,862,342. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, that's why you let the universe, you know, configure all of that. And you just say, show me all the possibilities for how this could meet what, what I'm hoping to um, embody and that it's super fun and, and approach this, even though you're, you may not be in a place where you feel awesome, right? Like a lot of people who do this are feeling really stuck and lost treat it like a game, right? Like, okay, here you go. The ball is in your court. I told you what I need and how I'm feeling and what I would like to embody. Now you show me like what you got, like what do you got hidden in that hat of yours? Pull it out, you know? So it's like, try to um, create a fun adventure out of it. And while you're waiting for those things to show up. So spirit, show me what's possible show me the way. And something else that I tend to, well, I say this every day. Anyway, um, I am ready to step into the next phase of my divine life's work. And your di- yes. And that is a very powerful affirmation, which can be included in your letter to the universe. You're basically saying, I'm here. I'm aware. I know I came here to do good work. Whatever that is, you make it clear to me and I will do it. I'm ready to step into the next phase. And we, we have our plan, right? And we have stages in our plan. And we can say that every day of our lives until we die. And it's going to be relevant because at one stage, it may be our divine life's work to have our babies and raise them until they're more self-sufficient. And then it might be our divine life's work to go be a teacher for a little bit. And then it might be our divine life's work to start a business that helps women, you know, I mean, just 
right. we can have these different stages. So keep that as an, you know, keep your eye on Yeah, I think uh, as long as we let go of the idea of how things are supposed to be mm-hmm. and what we thought our lives were supposed to be 10, 15 years ago, where we're like the American dream and this and that. And if you just let all of that go and realize like, mm-hmm. you know what, sometimes people aren't forever. Sometimes no. jobs aren't forever. Sometimes mm-hmm. homes aren't forever. Like this, whatever it is, like if you open heartily, I love that. I'm ready to step into the next phase of my divine life's work. Okay. I wrote that yeah. down. Yeah. It's a powerful one. And I, um, and I like to tell people too, often there's something to the old adage, be careful what you wish for. Right. Because yeah. it may not be what you need. Right. I'm so, so glad I haven't been rewarded with some of the stuff that I wished <laughs> for. Woo. I mean, there's lessons in everything, right? But what, yeah. it, what it teaches you is you don't need a level of specificity based on what you think it needs to look like. It can look so many different ways and still provide you, um, if not, you know, exponentially more happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, something else that I say is um, thy will be done through me today, which is also a statement to the universe that I am here and I know I'm meant to do work to help serve. And I know that when I'm in that service, it will feel fulfilling to me. So use me, use me as that conduit. That's and good. yep. And that has helped bring me into um, so much alignment with my work. And it just puts you in a place of less, a lot less resistance and worry about where you're at and why, and a whole lot more trust and surrender that you are where you are because that's where you're needed and that's um, where your lessons are. So, all right, yeah. super excited. So I, know, I will check wait. back in on our next our next recording. I'll let you know how my week goes after I write my letter this weekend. Um, I can't yeah. wait to hear from people who are listening, see what they come up with. That's going to yes, be so much you. fun. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you exchanging your time and energy and sharing your words and your feedback and mm-hmm. sharing your life experiences with us is very humbling. Um, I know I don't always like my response rate is really, really slow right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm at the end of my wedding season and I'm just trying to avoid the burnout and stuff. So meal hustles a lot. I, I cannot wait to finally like have a season of rest if that's in the cards for, you know, this winter. Cause then I can focus and book more readings and help people through the holiday kind of, you know, this, the grief and the, the stuff that comes attached to celebrating holidays without their loved ones and stuff like that. So um, if you have messaged me about a shoot or a a shoot, a reading (laughs) spirits, timing, when I'm supposed to read it and when I'm supposed to read for you, it will all align and it will all be just the right timing for when you need to hear the message. So thank you for your patience in that. Look at you stepping into surrender and trust. (laughs) All in divine Yay, of course it is. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys for listening again. And um, please, you know, send us your comments and feedback. And we look forward to chatting with you again. Yay. See you there. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for another episode of Souls and Stardust. Connect with us on Instagram at Gratitude Maven and at Your Intuitive Friend. Until next time. St-
stay magical. magical.